Hello, everybody. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of Life is Funny. I'm your host, Jeff. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay, how's it going, everybody? It's been a long few weeks for old Jeffrey Boy. Man, it has been, uh, <laughs> it's been something. Uh, obviously, I've not had much time to release a show, even record a show. Um, but I got a four-day weekend. Today is what? What is? <laughs> what holiday is it today? Where's my phone? Uh, you know what? I got a computer right ahead of me. Let's see what holiday is today. Today's holiday in USA. Oh, sure. Why not? It's Labor Day. Labor Day. Uh, happy Labor Day, everybody. Uh, it's Labor Day today. I'm not working. I got tomorrow off because that's my day off. I got two days off before this. It's a four-day weekend. I'm smack dab in the middle. Well, I'm 75% of the way through. Nah, like 66% of the way through. Um, yeah. Here we are. So I've, I've, I got some time. It's good to see you again. It's good to hear from you. How you been? How's your weekend going? Hopefully you have a three-day weekend as well. Hopefully you've uh, you've spent some time. Hopefully the weather is beautiful outside. Maybe you've spent some time out there. Uh, I know I have. I went walking. I went hiking. Um, they're kind of the same thing, but I did both of them. I played some golf. I'm playing some golf tomorrow. And currently I'm sitting in my room. Uh, I got water. I've got Dr. Pepper. I fucking love Dr. Pepper. Good lord. Is, is there any? Is there any soda? Is there any soda on earth that is better than Dr. Pepper? Probably. But right now, I don't think so. Dr. Pepper is delicious. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. The only thing better than that is cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper, which you can get at those, those new soda machines where you, you can put in the syrups. I, I digress. I got a little bit of whiskey in there, <laughs> in the Dr. Pepper. You can't put those in the movie theater. You got to sneak that in yourself. Um, actually, maybe some of bars now, right? I think some movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, some movie theaters do have alcoholic beverages. Now it doesn't really matter because most of them are closed right now. But I, I, what, what are we talking about here? What is going on? Anyway, I hope you're doing well. I also have water, so I'm hydrating. I'm, I'm fizzing. Hey, what kind of doctor? Here's a little joke for you. What kind of doctor was Doctor Pepper? Okay, okay, that's a good guess, but not quite. He was a physician. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Uh, I didn't write that joke. I read it on the internet. The internet is uh, funnier than than anything else that's existed uh, ever. Speaking of funny things today, we have an episode planned. I have an episode planned. Um, it's another listener request topic question, whatever you want to call it, um, and basically today is, and I, again, anytime you all want to be on the show, any topics you want to talk about, um, cause I'm, I'm getting sick of talking about myself, I want, I want to have people on, I might reach out and ask you, but if you really want to be on the show, please feel free, I'm sick of yabbing about me, um, today's episode is about chasing your dreams. Um, and then the second part of that is redefining yourself, um, after doing so. 
Um, but yeah, if you guys want to be on the show at all, please, 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 please let me know. Um, I have a few people who want to do that, uh, and we're just scheduling stuff. But but there can never be too many guests, so just just let me know. But anyway, today's topic, uh, and I'll stop yelling here in a second, um, is about chasing your dreams. And I guess the 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 question is what it was what it was like for me to chase my dreams. Um, my my dreams, I guess. Now I. Uh, Chasing my dreams, I have some, I have some conflicting thoughts about that phrase of chasing your dreams. Um, it, I don't, I don't know why. Let's try to unpack that, shall we? Um, so I guess, I guess just the, just the word dreams, um, it makes me sort of feel like a pie in the sky, um, unattainable, um, you know, dreamer sort of has a negative connotation. If you're a dreamer, um, you kind of oh, you want you want things to be a certain way, and you're not really grounded. Um, same thing with with the concept of a dream. It's something that you're you're going after, but most people around you feel like you're just dreaming. You're you know, it's it's something that you wish would happen, but most people don't think it's actually going to happen for you. Um, and I, I guess in a way that is what, what it was for me. My dream, which which I did pursue for the better part of my 20s, um, and it's it's weird because I still, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tackle this right now. Um, this is the, 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 I guess because I still do improv, my, my dream was to be a professional working comedian. Um, and I was in many, I just didn't really make, you know, people think of comedian, they think of famous, rich in movies, you have TV specials, you have all this stuff, you've, you know, Netflix specials, Netflix specials, things like that. Um, and I, I didn't reach that, that height of success or that amount of success. Um, but there were many, many, many comedians out there who I, I know um, who make a living at it um, who don't have specials out, who, who aren't famous. Um, so when, when I told, I guess this is what I mean, when I told people I wanted to be a comedian, people automatically thought that I wanted to be famous and that I wanted to be rich. And that, that ultimately was okay with me if it happened, um, but that was never my expectation. My, what I wanted to do was just to be a working comedian who made money at it, um, who was skilled, who, who just basically, you know, was working. Um, and so I think that's what, that, that was part of the, I don't know how to describe this. This is a really good question, and I try not to prepare before I started recording it, um, because I wanted to see where my mind would go, um, but there's a lot here, so I guess I should just... <laughs> Let me take a swig of Dr. Pepper, and uh, and I'll find some sort of through line here. When most people, when I told people that I was, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I always say that every show, but let, I just need to start there. I, growing up as a kid, was always funny. I people thought I, I, I was funny. People laughed at what I said. Um, that was one of the skills that I caught on to early on where I would I would do it 
and it would be a positive response. Whether it be people laughing, um, making friends, um, getting attention from girls, whatever, breaking tension, you know, if there was an argument, um, you could insert a joke and kind of, it was, it was a powerful thing to, uh, to learn that I could, could do. Um, now keep in mind, I am well aware, well aware of the fact that, um, comedy is subjective and not everybody thinks I'm funny. I don't think that that is true. Um, I have a very specific type of humor. Um, sometimes I'm funnier, sometimes I'm not. Uh, I, I can be a pretty serious person as well. Um, in fact, the more I learn about myself, the more I see that I have two, two sides. I'm either like gregarious and funny and charming and outspoken, or I'm like a hermit. I, I sit alone or I walk alone and I don't talk um, to people. <laughs> sometimes I talk to myself. Um, yeah, so it's like, it's two extremes. Um, and so I kind of, it's, uh, typically I'm somewhere in the middle, but but I can be funny. And I learned how to turn that on, and it was a muscle that I worked out. So early on as a kid, um, I knew that making people laugh was something that I could do, and I also knew that it made me feel good. Uh, then around probably middle school age, um, I found out that Comedy Central was a TV station, and I would watch stand-up comedians, the, the blue-collar comedy tours on then, um, you know, Dave Chappelle, was I just just seeing people do stand-up um, was intriguing to me, I watched that, I also watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway, um, you know, I, I, I was just watching people uh, make people laugh, and I saw that you could make money at it, um, or you could do it for a living, and that was pretty, pretty intriguing to me, um, yeah, so I just, I, it was just a skill that I had. Um, so I, I guess in a sense that that was a dream that I've always had since I was a kid. Um, but this is the other thing. This is another counterpoint to dreams. Um, when you're a kid, a lot of times your dreams are formed when you're a child. Um, and then you, you pursue them, and when, by the time that you reach them, you find out you're an adult who's completely different than the kid who had those dreams. Um this is a little bit of a tangent, but like there, there's a there's a writer called his name is Wright Thompson. He's a sports writer, and he wrote a book called The Cost of These Dreams. And basically, he talks about really, really, really successful professional athletes, um, and the dreams that they had, and the, and the results of them. Basically, he talks about Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods was a golfer as a child, uh, and his dad really pushed him, and now he's the most successful golfer in the world but seemingly miserable, you know, um, from not not necessarily in the public eye, but through private accounts of, of people who know him. Um, Michael Jordan, he what, what it took for him to be the greatest basketball player ever. You know, he had that dream when he was a kid, and he, he became the greatest basketball player. Um, but now he has to live life as the person who was Michael Jordan. You know, he's no longer... The, the basketball player that he was. It's just it's a very interesting concept to me. Um, it also leads into into the discussion of fame and and what that does on the the psyche and and notoriety and basing your success um, or or getting major major success on a on an active ego versus an active you know spirit or self. Um, that stuff always intrigues me. Uh, competition, you know. 
Anyway, I, I digress. So, a lot of people, when they think of dreams, this is probably where I was getting at, um, what I was getting at. When people hear dreams, they think of sort of like this childlike naivete, um, where they don't really understand how the world works. They have this idea of what they want, but it's never absolutely going to happen. Um, because that's just, the that the world doesn't work that way. That's what a lot of people think. And I did face a lot of that um, when I when I decided I wanted to be a comedian. Okay, I'm bouncing back and forth here. Um, I always wanted to try stand-up. I always knew that I was going to try it. I was going to do it for a talent show in high school. That didn't pan out probably for the better because I would have eaten a bag of shit. Um, I just was not, the jokes that I had back then were not funny. I was more conversationally funny, you know, the whole idea of coming up with the premise and then delivering those jokes in a series that, that takes time and that takes practice. Um, and I got to a point where I got pretty good at it. Um, but I was not nearly as good as I could have been. Um, that's basically what stand up is. Stand up comedians who do it all the time are just, I, I was not there. Uh, and I didn't really want to work to get there because I just lost interest in it. Um, Okay, I'm really bouncing back and forth. Jeff, get to the point. So, I always wanted to do stand-up. I always wanted to do improv. I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to be on stage. Um, I wanted to use that muscle in a way uh, like that. And I had never done it before. Um, I've said this many times on the show, but I went to a comedy sports show back in Milwaukee when I worked with kids. And I finally learned that there was an avenue to to become a comedian. I had just been a recruiter for City Year for years. I had plenty of public speaking experience. I knew what it was like to make people laugh. I knew what that charge meant and how, what it felt like. Um, and basically, what made me decide to... Ultimately, what I did was I went to two years of college. I completed two years. I got decent grades. Um, and I just left. Because I, I had these experiences that made me feel really, really connected to something more so than what school ever gave me or what a, a practical job ever gave me. And I decided that no matter what it would take, I was going to at least pursue that. Um, part of it was ego. Part of it was my, my soul being excited for something, me feeling connected to life in a deep way. Um, and so that's that's why the word dream sort of bothers me because it's I had experiences that led me to know that I could do it. Um, I just knew that it was going to take a lot of work, and the way that the business is set up is that there's a lot of struggling and a lot of just just hardship basically to get there. But I, I came to a point in my life where I decided that all that and the adventure of that would be way more fulfilling. Um, even though I would struggle, um, then finishing school and getting just a normal job. Um, and I knew if I never tried or if I never did it, I would be mad at myself and I would never, I w I knew that I, basically as heavy as it sounds, I knew that I would have lived life without ever going for something that truly connected me to being alive. Um, that's prof that's profound to hear myself say, um, but that's pretty much how I felt. Because, um, there, man, I, I can't describe it. The feeling of connecting to people through what you say and what you do, especially if it's a laugh, um, 
it's a skill that I didn't know that I had, especially public speaking. Um, you know, I always thought that I was just going to be the funny guy making quips, making funny remarks. Um, but to know that I actually could move people, uh, I could fight the fear of being in front of people and, and have the ability to influence people. Um, especially through recruitment, inspiring people to join this or to apply to a program they really felt like they could make a difference. Transferring that skill to selling jokes or, or delivering jokes and making people happy. Um, I never thought in a million years I would be able to do that. Um, in fact, I still have some doubts that I can do that. And even at the height of my whatever I want to call it, um, or my latest peak, because I, I think there's I'm still going to pursue things um, in a creative and speaking way, but just not stand up. Um, I have some things in mind that I want to do and I, I've been working on those. COVID put a, a stop to that. Um, but basically, I mean, it's just that, that feeling it, it's unlike anything I ever experienced. Um, and, and it just, it, it was like, it was a, I, I hate to say the word aha moment, but it was like, yeah, it does, dummy. Come on. This is what, <laughs> this is what you should be doing. Um, and so it wasn't so much of a dream as it was just a realization that um, I had to do this and that my life was not going to be normal and I had to accept it. Um, and then I had to get to work. That, that's basically what I did. Um and I feel bad because so many people, so, 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 so many people never have an experience where they can fully shine and fully express themselves in a way that makes them feel, feel fulfilled. Um, a lot of people have a job and they wake up and they, this is the boat I'm in right now. I wake up, I go to work, work is meh, it makes money, I can pay my bills, I wake up, I do it again. Um... And, and that's just life to people. That's what a lot of people think life is. Um, and for so many people, that is what life is. And it's it's to no, no fault of their own. Um, unless it's a matter of them not actually allowing themselves to to try something. Then, and in that case, it is, on, it is on them, basically. And that I don't want to be harsh there, but it's... So many people just don't try something because of fear or because they feel like they can't, or because they're not supported. Um, and I've experienced all of that. I, I've had the doubt, I've had the fear, I've had the the support. I've had fake support, which is even worse. Um, I know what it feels like, and I know how much it can hinder people. Um, so, so I empathize with people who've never actually felt, you know, truly, truly expressed to the world. Um, whatever that may be, cooking or, or even just teaching or, or anything, you know, it, just, it doesn't have to be performance. It doesn't have to be notoriety or fame or, or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be something that gives you credit or adulation, just something that makes you feel connected to life in a way that nothing else makes you feel. Um, so many people just don't know what that feels like. And I, I feel bad. Um, and that's part of it. People feel like chasing your dream is stupid because life can't be anything more than that. Um, and that's why the word dream inherently means it's like ethereal. You know, it's not, it's somewhere out there. You can't touch it. You can't grab it. It's just something that you're chasing that will never actually happen. Um, 
for like my dream is to be on the PGA Tour. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm just, you know, that's never going to happen. That's a dream. Um, I, I had seen skills in myself and I had examples of me succeeding in a way that made me realize that I could be successful at comedy if I applied myself. So that's when I started chasing it. Um, I was producing shows in college. Um, I was doing some public talks. I was a, I was a communication major, so I, I won a public speaking competition. I had all these affirmations. And whether you're a spiritual person or not, whether it was the universe poking you and saying, yes, see, yes, see, yes, see, come on, just go ahead and do it. Or whether it's just, hey, you're good at this shit, you go out and try it. Whatever it is to you, that's what I was getting. So after my second year of college, I dropped out and I worked full time at at least trying to become a comedian, which looked like me working at Jimmy John's for six days a week, a double on Sundays. Um, I was working just under 40 hours a week um, because they don't want to pay me health insurance. That's how they work. Um, not complaining, but that's just, you know, that's uh, the nature of the service industry. Also, I feel bad for people who work in the, or I empathize with them. Um, and then every night of the week, I was doing stand-up at open mics. And then Friday through through Saturday, I was working at Comedy Sports as just a just a hand, a stage hand, a, a music person, a usher, anything like that, just to pay my dues. And there was a lot of failure. There was a lot of bombing. There was a lot of going up and um, not doing well. Uh, a lot of my first ever time doing stand-up. I got the mic turned off of me because I went over. <laughs> so there's a lot of public humiliation. I did shows where people walked out on me. I did shows where I got heckled and didn't know what to do. Um, I've got, I had shows where there was absolutely no laughter. Not even a, uh, nothing, nothing. No sound whatsoever. Um, talk about painful. Holy Jesus. Um, Things that would make you, make me and whoever else <laughs> witness them think, what what are you doing? Why Go back to school. Do it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. This is just a bad idea. Um, but in that mix of, of horseshit, I would, I would get a laugh here. Or I'd, I'd write a great joke. And I was like, oh, okay. Or I'd I'd learn the other thing that I was doing while I was at the um at the comedy club was I was taking improv classes, um, so I would I would once a week be learning how to do improv and it was just it was nonstop it was two years straight of just surrounding myself and inundating myself with the craft of performance and comedy, um, and I got to a point where I was. A building manager. I wasn't paying rent. I wasn't doing any of that. Um, so during the day, I would clean the apartment. I would give tours and things like that. And at night, or even sometimes during the day, I'd be on the road doing shows. Um, and so all the money I was earning and, and supporting myself on was comedy. Um, there were some fat times. There were some very, very, very skinny times um, where I hoped the gig had food so I could eat that day. You know, like very skinny times. Um, there was a point, and I tell the story sometimes to my friends, it was like, that. man, there's, <laughs> there were days where I had to pick between food, gasoline, or cigarettes. Um, it was one of the three, or it was two of the three, uh, but it couldn't be all three of the three. Um, so it was, yeah, there were some, there were some humbling experiences. 
Um, the the struggle versus and the <laughs> at the depths when I was in the depths and the depths of the struggle where I I couldn't eat and I was smoking cigarettes and I just I had no I <laughs> I was eating maybe once a day. Um, starving artist type stuff. And I bombed on stage? Oh, forget it. It was some of the lowest lows. Not to mention personal stuff going on. Um, it, it was not easy. It was definitely not easy. Um, yeah, yeah, some, some really, really hard times. Um, yeah, just thinking about that brings me back. I had a mattress on the floor. I had no furniture. I had a hand-me-down couch. There were these, <laughs> there were these sandwiches at the the local grocery store. It was like a party sandwich, and it was five bucks. And I would spend five bucks and get one of those sandwiches, and then spread it out for days at a time so I could have food. Um, yeah, there were some humbling experiences. Um, and in it, it was really, really hard. But looking back, it was like, yeah, man, that's. That's what, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that life is made of, you know, the struggle. It's the, it was an adventure, it was. And I had some of the greatest experiences of my life during that time as well. I played shows for 1,200 people. I did shows at the theaters. Um, I had headlined a comedy set. I did 45 minutes of stand-up and murdered. I, I crushed. Um, you know, it was just great. I was, I was in a community of comedians. I was somewhat respected. Um... Things are going fine. Things are doing really, really well. Um, and then I got to a point where I had a... I actually got... A, a, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure how much I can talk about this, but I, I was a full-time performer for, for some years of my life. I was a stage manager for a... Eh, fuck it. Who cares? The, the program's ended. I was Ronald McDonald's stage manager. So I, would, I was actually in show business. I was, you know, I produced shows. I did shows. Um... I was on the road. I was. It was a mixture of that and comedy. So, and I was paying rent. I was. I was making a living, man. So, yeah, I did it. I was a full time performer for a portion of my life, um, and that's all that I ever wanted. That was it. That's everything I could have asked for. Was just to to be creative, to to do that as a living. So, so I, I reached my dreams. I, I guess you could say, um, whatever those dreams were. Um, yeah, so that's what it was like. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of dedication. People think that comedians are lazy. They're smoking pot. They're they're doing, you know, they're drinking every night. There is some of that. There really is. Um, and there are some people who there are some dark figures in the comedy scene. There are some people who, you know, soul suckers, as I like to tell, call them. Just just dark, angry, sad people. Um, so, so the stereotype of the, you know, the, <laughs> the crying clown is, is not too far off. A lot of these people are damaged. A lot of them are hurt. I, I was included in that too. Um, so the scene was very, um, yeah, there, there were some, there were some dark spots, I guess. Um, I don't know what I'm getting at here. It, I guess what I'm saying is, um, I did it and I saw the whole thing. I saw what show business was. Um, I saw everything it could be, and then I also saw that I was losing interest in in it, um, because I got to a point where I was I was doing pretty well. Um, 
I'd left the comedy club because there was some drama, but I started my own improv team, and we were selling out shows, and we were doing these road gigs, and I was making more money doing comedy um, than I ever had. I mean, it's like a few hundred bucks a show, um, and it, like three or four a week. You know, it was, it, I was pulling down some money. Um, plus, I had the Ronald McDonald gig. Um, I was doing fine. But it just got to a point where it was just exhausting. There was just a lot of drama. Um, and and I, I got less excited with the with the idea of this being my life. Because the, the being fu- improv is different. For whatever reason, I love doing improv. Um, it's collaborative. It's it's connecting. No one knows what's going on. That's why I like this, when I, when I do this show, just to sort of start talking. Um, because I like the spontaneity of it. I like the whatever comes to my mind, top of mind. You know, just stand up is very calculated. You know, you say this here, you take a drink here, you do that there, you say it with this sanitation, all this stuff. Um, you know, it's very it's very rehearsed, um, and that was getting exhausting. But I do like improv. Um, I like it in a in a weird way. It's just it's like a I don't know. It's like a it's like a practice. It's Whatever, it keeps you in the moment, you gotta be present, you gotta work with people, I like it. And I like the people that I perform with when I do improv, I love them to pieces. Um, but the idea of that being my full-time life um, didn't mean so much to me as it used to. In fact, it was kind of, the, the idea of being st- a stand-up, in terms of impacting people's lives, in terms of making a difference with my life... I mean, we've all laughed at stand-ups, but not many of them have really ever inspired or, or I don't know, you know, done anything that was, it, it, there's a difference between that and, and there was a big difference between doing that and also volunteering with inner city kids. Um, and I still liked volunteering. I liked that charitable spirit. Um, it was very, what's the word? It was it was not very deep. It was not a very deep exercise. The idea of now it is a craft. It is very much so a craft. The writing and performing of jokes and material is a craft, and it takes a lot of intelligence to do so. Um, a lot of those stand-up comedians who've made it to the top are very smart, um, and they put a lot of thought into what they're saying. Um, and there is oftentimes a point behind it, but it just it seemed very shallow. Um, that's the best way to put it. You know, look at my thoughts, look at my jokes, look at my this, and I good, laugh at me, ha ha ha, look what I did for you, all right, now I'm done. Yeah, it was just sort of, it got old after a while. Um, I don't know, it just didn't seem, it just was less and less attractive, like that's how I'm going to spend my life. Um, not to knock anyone who does it, but I just, it, it was not for me. Um... I miss that sort of connection, the the charity, the giving back, the you know the stuff that I was doing early on with my life, um, the using my whatever other abilities I had for 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 good rather than evil, um, you know. And it I was not the healthiest mentally doing the doing comedy as well. Um, I didn't really know my, it was I was very sensitive. I. My ego was easily hurt. Um, it was very, it was just, yeah, it was not the best version of myself, basically. Um, and that that around the time is when I moved back to Maryland, so I had to take a break. 
Um, and I came out of here trying to pursue some other creative things, and they just ended up not happening, probably for the best. Um, because it's given me a time and a chance to reevaluate what I'd like to do with my life. Um, and this is the second part of the question. He said, and now, talk about redefining you and your passion. Or your whatever. Not passion's a, a certain word as well. Um, so my, my goal now is, and I, I talked about this the first episode or whatever, just the, I don't want to be, I want to use my communication skills and my humor uh, in a way that is better than just making people laugh. Because you can make people laugh and also give them something rather than... It, it's it's sort of like I could use... It's easier to use comedy as a tool for something better than saying something through comedy. Does that make sense? Um, comedy is a tool... You can use it, but it's not the end-all, be-all if you really want to um, be, a, be a, a solid communicator. You think of like a Brene Brown, or you think of like a, I don't know, something like that. But they, they use humor, but it's not the end goal. The end goal is not to make people laugh. The end goal is to inspire, or to or to teach, um, or to share. You know, these things are are much more deep than um, than just a laugh. And a laugh is very important. Laughing is very, very important. I, I am a huge proponent on being goofy and playing through life and just having fun wherever you can, expressing yourself, not caring what people think or think and be goofy and being goofy. Not caring what people think and also being goofy, I think that's a very important way to, to walk through life. Um, but it's it, there. There's more meaning to it, and so I guess my my goal is to to use my skills, and the comedy chops that I have, and whatever communication school skills I have, um, to share a part of me that can inspire, to share a part of me that can help people go after things. I'm kind of like the. I've I've lived life in a way that most people don't or won't because I was kind of dumb enough to try some stuff or I felt I, I've lived my life in a way where because I felt like I was a party of one um, I was willing to take certain risks um, because I knew I could rely on myself um, so like I guess using me as an example um, to, to help people inspire that if this guy can do it, you, you can do something too. You can follow your passion or be yourself or, or get healthy mentally, whatever the hell. But I've gone through a lot of transformation this, these past few years. Um, I feel more so myself than I ever have. And through finding myself, I also found that I don't want to just be a comedian. And I don't mean to sound pretentious. I don't mean to sound arrogant. I don't want to. And if I do, please let me know. Um, I just want to use my communication skills for the better. Uh, and I hate, 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 hate motivational speaker. That word is so, because when you think of that, you think of a sweaty guy in a gymnasium wearing a shirt saying like posters with cats on them. You know, you can do it, be who you want. You are who you can be. It's very, it's vapid. There's nothing behind it. There's nothing there. You're just saying shit. You're getting a paycheck and then you're getting the fuck out of there. You're not actually, ugh. And I talked about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a huge problem with the word motivational speaker. Um, but, 
I guess that's on the lines of what I'm supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. I, I have 100% faith that whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. Right now, I'm in a spot in life where I'm comfortable, I'm fine, I'm I'm learning more about who I am and who my biological family is and who and who, just learning so much about the nature of my life. Um you know, and, and it's it's uncovering more and more things. Something's got to give and something will give and I'm going to work hard and figure out what I'm supposed to do. This is definitely part of what I want to be doing is is sharing my thoughts and other people's life experiences on on podcast form or in podcast form. And thank you all again for listening. Um, so this is part of it. I'm going to keep doing that as a discipline. Um, just to just to keep that muscle going. Um, but there, there's something else I, I feel like I need to be doing, and I will figure that out eventually. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure I'll I'll figure it out more once this COVID thing um, or pandemic not a not a thing. <laughs> this terrible, terrible epidemic, pandemic, some sort of damage going on in the world. Um, you know, once that, once that gets a little better and people, uh, people can gather again in public spaces. Um, if that can ever, ha- if that can ever happen again, who knows? Good Lord. That's a thought. Um, but I'm sure it'll become clear to me, but all I know right now is I'm still learning. I'm still uncovering things. Um, and I know I, I have a vision of what I want to do, and uh, I'm going to make it happen one way or another. I'm pretty stubborn, so I will, uh, I'll do it. Um, yeah, so that's how I'm redefining myself. I'm in the metamorphosis phase right now. I'm not, I've not yet emerged as a pretty, <laughs> pretty little butterfly. Um, I'm still that gooey mess inside a cocoon. Uh, ugh, ugh, I don't like that. Um, but that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And uh, that's where I'm going to be for the time being. And I kind of like being a squishy <laughs> squishy thing. Okay, that's enough out of me. It's, I'd say we end this here. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. Okay, Dr. Pepper. One last swig of doctor of that physician, Dr. Pepper. There you go. So if you're out there uh, and you're listening, which is, a, which is amazing in and of itself, uh, and you have that thing that you wanted to try, and you haven't yet, because for whatever reason. I don't need to know what the reasons are. You know the reasons. You know what they are. If you got that one thing you want to just do, and you have not done it, just do it. Shia LaBeouf, do it. You know, life is too short. Go out there. Don't chase your dreams. Don't even, that's a stupid thing to say. Don't chase your dream. Go after your gut. Follow your gut. Live your life. Be yourself. What a great way to end this podcast. Holy moly. This has been Life is Funny. I've been your host, Jeff Wheatley Heckman. I got a Tibetan bowl the other day. Um, a Tibetan singing bowl. Uh, and I, I love it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it right now to end this episode. All right, here we go. Ready? This has been Life... What's the name of the... <laughs> Life is funny. And I, what's my name? I'm Jeff. All right. Cheers. Happy Labor Day, everybody.